to a tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yes! 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 Give me what I want! Give me what I want! You know what I want! We're gonna give you what you want! It's about damn time. It's about damn time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the Tom Shefflett Podcast. Today's episode, we find out if Houston, Philly, and Dallas advance to the second round of the 2K20 simulator, and I share the first 10 of my top 50 all-time NBA players list. The first 10, 50 to 40, was definitely the most difficult after diving into the numbers. A lot of shuffling players in and out. I wanted to talk a little bit about Last Dance first. I just watched episodes five and six when I got home from work today, and boy, I was not ready for Kobe to be the first part of episode five. That first shot of him got me all choked up, and then I just about lost it when he was talking about Jordan being his big brother, and he wouldn't be where he was without him. I still can't believe Kobe's gone. I watched Game 5 of the 9 Finals for Orlando to close out for his fourth ring like two weeks ago on ESPN, and it, it took everything not to just lose it when they showed him and Gigi at the end when he got the trophy. Oh, man. Ever since he passed, the world has gone to complete shit. But anyway... It was cool seeing MJ and the rest of the 98 East All-Stars talking about a 19-year-old Kobe. The Dream Team stuff, that was pretty cool, but it's nothing really new. I've seen all that stuff a million times from my pops recording it all. Magic was awesome, though, talking about that time and he was, all his funny stories about MJ. He's such a fun dude and such a great storyteller. It was pretty nice they talked about Tony Kukoc for like 10 minutes, and then they turned that into shitting on Jerry Krause like almost every part of this documentary so far. I know he was like a little weasel who let his own ego get in the way of the greatest dynasty, but Jesus Christ, you know, the guy's dead. He can't even stand up for himself. Man, they're just basically pissing on his grave. Also, I was shocked that they talked about MJ's gambling. I didn't even think they'd talk about it, but I'm surprised that they did, especially given how much control Jordan has over this, but um, I don't know. This doc has been really fun, but it it's still, it, it hasn't been anything new. There's like no new stuff. You've never heard about the Bulls or never seen anything or, or their old videos or anything. I guess the best part so far is just seeing MJ like be himself and not just some robot trying to like pedal shoes. I mean, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more if this was after the NBA Finals like it was supposed to be. But instead, I'm just watching the NBA playoffs on a video game. I'm really getting way too invested into watching each of these simulations. I really, really miss basketball right now. I, mean, I can't even play it. Uh, the city took all the rims off the hoops. No sports is really, really starting to get to me. I'm not sure how much longer I can take, but hopefully what Korea is doing with their baseball league and then also All Elite Wrestling and WWE are starting to get some live or uh, get some fans at their live shows this coming week. So maybe that's a step in the right direction, but I can't even watch wrestling really because it's just so awkward without a crowd. <laughs> and at AEW, they've done a pretty decent job having a few people sprinkled in around the ring. So it's not so empty, but it's, it's still not the same, but you know, I got fake basketball still. So we previewed Friday the game sixes that we had lined up for Sunday night. We had three game sixes and a chance to finally start the second round. And not one of those three teams out of Houston, Philly, and Dallas could close it out. Houston and Dallas, they've lost two straight closeout games. This first round just won't end. So let's recap. 
We'll begin with Philly looking to finish off Boston at home, and they lose 93-89. Jalen Brown leads the Celtics with 18 points. Jason Tatum throws in 16. Boston, they survive another horrible Kemba game. He was 4 for 16 from the floor. Ben Simmons is, he's obviously playing well defensively, but he's just not getting it done on the offensive end. Only 10 points this game on 8 shots, only 4 assists. Uh, Which one of these point guards gets it together is going to tilt the series in their team's favor in Game 7. This series has been really as even as it gets. I still think Philly wins this one. Uh, I saw this one going 7, but I sure as hell didn't see the Mavericks getting 3 wins against the Clippers. Uh, But Dallas like Houston hasn't been able to uh, finish the deal blowing a 3-1 lead they dropped game six one of five ninety seven in Dallas Kawhi goes off for 33 points nine rebounds Paul George only 13 points on 13 shots so that's still not going to get them where they want to be in June it's a horrible loss for Dallas Luka though he has 29 points 10 rebounds but Dallas they dominate bench points points of the paint rebound but they miss 10 free throws and they have 18 turnovers. That'll get you beaten, especially against a way better team. Now Dallas has to win in LA. I don't see it happening. They blew this series. The last of the three teams blowing it on Sunday was Houston. They lost to Denver 105 to 103 at home. Houston was down by 17 after the first quarter, but they stormed back and cut it down to two, but there was just not enough time remaining. Jamal Murray, he had 21 points to lead Denver. Nikolai Jokic, he had 11 points and 14 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, he goes eight for 21 for Houston. Houston. James Harden, he has 17 points and 10 assists, but he only takes 10 shots. That's that's not nearly enough if Houston is going to win. Two bad Russ games in a row have this series tied. Games like this one are the downside of having Russell Westbrook. He's just, he's a total roller coaster ride. He's one of the streakiest players you'll ever see, especially after his knee injury. His shot has just fallen off a cliff. If Harden gets outshot by almost double by Russell Westbrook, that's all she wrote for Houston. So we have three game sevens on Tuesday. That I'll recap on Wednesday show, and then we can start to look into all of the second round matchups uh, okay so now we can begin the countdown of the 50 greatest nba players of all time before i reveal number f- numbers 50 through 40 i wanted to list the honorable mentions who i left off the list it's really difficult to name 50 honestly there's so many players who have a legit case to be on the list and i'm sure i'll have people who disagree if you want to let me know your grievances of my list you can let me know by emailing the show at the tom at gmail.com you can tweet me at Tom underscore Shiflet, or if you have my number, you can obviously text me. So here's the guys who didn't make the cut. Dennis Rodman, Chauncey Billups, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, Andre Karolinko, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Chris Weber, Sean Marion, and Pistol Pete Maravich. Those were dudes I had a legit case to be in the top 50 to 40 range. My criteria for this list was based mostly on individual stats. Team success was a factor. Advanced stats like box plus minus, win shares, value over replacement, and player efficiency rating. And then individual accolades also were a factor. Without further ado, let's dive into it. Coming in at number 50, I finally stuck with Tony Parker. Uh, I changed this one a million times. This one took me the longest to do, honestly. So Tony Parker, point guard of the San Antonio Spurs. Parker was a key cog in the Spurs dynasty, winning four titles, one finals MVP in 2007, four-time All-NBA, 18.2 player efficiency rating. Just so you know, the average player efficiency rating is a 15, just for reference. And he has a win share of 111.33. He's 14th all-time in assists, and he's one of the most decorated international players of all time. Number 49 is Dwight Howard, center for the Orlando Magic, Dallas Lakers, uh, the Wizards, Rockets, and Hawks. Howard won three consecutive Defensive Player of the Year awards in Orlando, eight-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive Team, 
He's top 15 all-time in rebounds, blocks. He's fifth in all-time rebound percentage. He's got a career player efficiency rating of 21.5. And before his back injury, his first back injury, he was one of the best defensive players in the league, if not all-time. And he was a perennial MVP candidate. He's a first bout Hall of Famer whenever he decides to hang it up. Number 48, the glove Gary Payton. Nine-time All-NBA. Nine-time All-Defense. He's a one-time champion with the Miami Heat in 2006. He's 10th all-time in assists. He's 4th all-time in steals. He has a 145.5 win share. He has an 18.9 player efficiency rating. And his value over replacement is 26th all-time. Gary Payton was one of the best perimeter defenders all-time and also was a threat on the offensive end. Number 47, Clyde Drexler, shooting guard for the Portland Trailblazers. He was a five-time All-NBA. He was a one-time champion in 95 with Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets. He's got a career player efficiency rating of 21.1 a 135.6 win share. He's 18th all-time in box plus minus, and he's 19th all-time in value over replacement. Unfortunately for Clyde Jaxler, he played the same position at the same time as a guy named Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So Clyde is often overlooked and forgotten about, but Drexler was a great player on both ends of the floor. Number 46, Detroit Pistons Hall of Famer, point guard Isaiah Thomas, five-time All-NBA, back-to-back NBA titles. One of those, he was finals MVP. He's ninth all-time in total assists, fifth in assists per game. He has an 18.1 player efficiency rating. He averaged 19.2 points per game, 9.3 assists. Thomas, he was the leader of the Bad Boy Pistons, who were one of the few teams to beat Larry Bird Celtics, Magic Johnson's Lakers, and MJ's Bulls. Number 45, Lakers power forward slash center and Mrs. Grizzlies power forward and center, Pal Gasol. He's a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers. He was four-time All-NBA. He was 2001 Rookie of the Year for Memphis. 21.4 player efficiency rating. He has a win share of 144.1. He's 37th all-time in scoring. 21st in blocks. And he's 28th all-time in rebounds. Powell was the second best player behind Kobe Bryant for two championships in LA. One of those other very decorated international players along with Tony Parker. And his Olympic career is just as good as his NBA career. Number 44, San Antonio Spurs small forward George Garvin. He was a four-time scoring champion, seven-time All-NBA. He had a 21.7 player efficiency rating. He averaged 26.9 points per game. He was one of the greatest scorers of all time, even excluding his ABA career. Garvin was one of the players to energize the NBA after the 1976 merger. Number 43, Ray Allen. Shooting guard for the Bucks, Sonics, Celtics, Heat. He was a two-time All-NBA player. He was a two-time NBA champion. 18.6 player efficiency rating. He has a 145.1 win share. Uh, he's first all-time in threes made, threes attempted. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time until Stephen Curry entered the league. And he's one of the clutchest shooters in, in the history of the league. Uh, this was a toss-up for number 42. It was a toss-up between Ray Allen and then uh, who I finally stuck with, number 42, is Reggie Miller. Three-time All-NBA. He's second behind Ray Allen in three-pointers made and attempted. He's ninth all-time in true shooting percentage. He's ninth all-time in offensive win shares. His 121.5 offensive rating is second all-time. Reggie Miller had 13 seasons of at least 500 minutes played, a double-digit points average, at least a 60% true shooting percentage. Only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Steve Nash, and John Stockton have done that, and they only did it for 11 seasons. Reggie doesn't have a ton of accolades, but he is one of the best shooters ever. Number 41, Manu Ginobili. Ginobili was another key cog in the Spurs dynasty, four titles. He won the sixth man of the year. He was two-time All-NBA. He has a career player for 
accuracy rating of 20. He has a 106.4 win share. He's top 25 all time in box plus minus, defensive plus minus, and he's 39th all time in value over replacement as a six man off the bench. Uh, like Powell and Tony Parker, I mentioned earlier, he is one of the greatest international players to ever play. Last one, number 40, another member of the San Antonio Spurs dynasty, Kawhi Leonard, a uh, two time NBA champion. He's a two time finals MVP. He's a two time defensive player of the year, three time all NBA. He has a career player efficiency rating of 23 so far. Uh, so far in his career, he's ninth all time in box plus minus. He's 10th in win shares per 48 minutes. He's 11th in defensive box plus minus. Uh, the cloth, he's one of the best perimeter defenders all time, and he still has plenty of years to add to his incredible resume. So there's 50 through 40. We got Tony Parker, Dwight Howard, Gary Payton, Clyde Drexler, Isaiah Thomas, Pal Gasol, George Garvin, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Monty Ginobili, and Kawhi Leonard. So Wednesday show. I'll recap Tuesday's three game sevens and I'll reveal players numbers 39 through 30. Thanks for listening this week. Don't forget to rate and review. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Are you